One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGenom Podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined as always each and every week by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. What is going on, fellas? Uh, I don't know, man. Just about to start sipping on some bangs. You're going to feel the bang, too? I was gonna say it sounded like Carl just like broke his leg or something. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Uh, <laughs> I opened the can like right on the mic. I, heard, I was like, "Damn!" So, so Carl and I are about to feel the bang. So we've been waiting a while for these. We got the bang mix hard seltzers. Hell yeah, Carl! You got the strawberry one, right? Yeah, the strawberry blast. I got the the purple kittles. Oh, man. All right. So I believe, at least on the podcast I listen to, we are probably the, the first ones to be uh, trying out these bangs here. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty pretty good. Um, it, it tastes like be a skittle. It, it'd be better if it had some caffeine in it. <laughs> um, that is why I'm not 100 calories. Things. Uh, no sugars. Got a little bit of sodium in here. Five um, percent alcohol content, so, and it's gluten free, like the rest of the bang. So, it's it's pretty good. It's purple kittles is good. And some magnesium. Hell yeah! All right, good stuff there. Bang! We need a we need a sponsor on these. <laughs> yeah, Garrett's like oh, I'm missing out. Nah, I mean, oh, I'm not tell you what I'm drinking. It's okay. The, to yeah. be honest, though, um, I like mixing the um, uh, bangs with like uh, gin. Uh, it's usually pretty good. Yeah, because you still get your caffeine kick and your alcohol kick. So and your alcohol kick, yeah. Yep. Nice. Two and one. I got a uh, a buble bounce here too to get the uh, the caffeine kick rolling and some and some water. So, <laughs> oh, good stuff, man! All right. Uh, so if you're on social media, be sure to follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D, Instagram WrestleGettingPod with two Ds, and our sister um, account for the underscore collection. Um, haven't posted stuff, stuff on there in a while, but I did post a uh, picked up the the death metal bat cycle from McFarland Toys strictly for the purpose of putting my Undertaker on it, my American Badass Undertaker. So I posted the the picture to the Instagram page. So definitely check that out. It actually looks pretty badass as I'm sitting here uh, staring at it right now. Had to make pretty quite a quite a bit of room on the shelf to fit that on there <laughs> oh man it's awesome though 
Uh, let's see. Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddonPod. That's with one D as well. YouTube.com slash For the Collection. And check out our Pro Wrestling Tees or ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGeddonPodcast. And also swing over to Redbubble.com slash People slash WrestleGeddonPodcast as well. Um, both of those are the best ways to support the show. Uh, there is actually a new shirt up on Redbubble. It is the uh, huge collection shirt. Uh, the image up there is pretty much um, one woman whispering into the other ear of another woman saying, I heard he has a huge toy collection. So that's up there as well. I was trying to get on the pro wrestling key store, but I kept getting an error every time I tried to upload it. So, so we'll keep trying to get it up there too. So when it does pro wrestling tees does your sales, we can take advantage of those as well. Uh, let's see. Be sure to check out our friends. Uh, the other four horsemen of wrestling podcast, big cave. Uh, Phil just dropped an interview today, uh, with the owner of music city toys in, uh, down in Nashville. So they just opened up their store. So Phil's talking with them about opening up their businesses, um, starting a toy store, all that fun stuff. Uh, Run-In Podcast just dropped their weekly episode, which is a Q&A episode. So go ahead and check that out. Who doesn't love Q&As? And uh, the call-up uh, with a friend, Kenny. Definitely check that out as well. And subscribe to his YouTube channel. And same thing with the Run-In Podcast. Check out their YouTubes as well. Subscribe and follow them for some awesome content. Uh, bonus episode, Married to the Obsession. Still working on that. Uh, go ahead and head over to Twitter, find the pinned tweet, post any questions that you have. Uh, we will answer them on the air. We're going to up the ante a little bit here. Anybody that posts a question, we will send you either a WrestleGadget podcast sticker or a For the Collection sticker. So there we go. We'll get you a free sticker just for posting the question. And you can also find the... The post on our Facebook page as well. I haven't posted it yet, but it will be up there um, in the next day or two. So. All right. So that is all that fun stuff. You guys got anything follow up from last week or anything y'all want to talk about before we jump into the news? No, I think so. All right. Well, let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 All right, and the news each and every week is brought to you by Date Nights in the Box. Check out datenightsinthebox.cratejoy.com for a one-of-a-kind curated date night theme sent to your doorstep monthly. If you're going to be stuck in the house, why not try date nights in a box? I hope you plan a one of a kind date night. You can also save some money by using the BJ's in a box code. That's BJ's as in blowjobs in a box at checkout and sign up for your subscription today at date nights in a box. That great joy. Dot com. If you, uh, you want to have uh, plenty of Python like Hulk Hogan, you might not want to use it. But uh, you should, because we don't need Python that big. You're not worth it. <sighs> I know you don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. Was that supposed to be a masturbation joke? It was. It was very bad. It did, you didn't get it. You know, it didn't land. It didn't sit it, it well. Should have been, you should have said 20-inch forearms. 
Because <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, you're not really working your bias up on those. <laughs> well, you're doing it wrong if you're not. <sighs> <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So, so what you, what you could do. I was gonna tell Garrett what he could do um, is get two of those um, uh, latex gloves <laughs> and uh, fill, them, fill them with water and tie the pointer finger and the thumb together. It's like <laughs> the real thing. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh great! <laughs> All right, let's get into it. <laughs> so, uh, Rebellion was this past Sunday. A um, little bit of a news coming from there. Um, Impact had a teaser video during Rebellion, which um, was you know showcasing some of their upcoming pay-per-views, uh, which one of them was Slammiversary in July. So there's no date yet set for Slammiversary. But in that teaser video, they tease Chelsea Green, who wrestled in Impact as Laurel Van Ness, uh, of course, Mickey James, Samoa Joe, and they also also show the Australian flag, uh, which, of course, is represent of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce being from Australia. So this is the same thing as last year with Slammiversary and the WWE releases. The 90-day no-compete yep. clause for all of them will expire in July. So once they um, once they lock down their solid date, um, I'm pretty sure we will see some of those, if not all of those names, appear in Impact for some at some point after that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> probably all of them. Um, I mean, there's like maybe one, maybe two that won't. Um, but I know the Iconics probably will because of their relationship with. Uh, to Neil Dashwood, I figured they probably will. Well, you got to look kind of cool. Maybe because they were all all together. It'd be kind of cool. Because remember, Peyton is married to Sean Spears. True, true. So there's a possibility of her possibly going to AEW. I mean, this is all just you know rumors and all that other stuff hearsay. So, like, they could all all end up in Impact. They could all end up in AEW. They could all end up in NWA. Or they could all end up in end up. Wrestling in like a high school gymnasium for like <laughs> big time wrestling or something. Yeah, but um, I also I also saw today that uh, uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, Tessa, Tessa Blanchard. That's it. Um, I guess she's close to signing a deal with AEW. I don't know if you saw that or not. With AEW? Yeah, that's what I saw. Well, I mean, if her if they can get if she can get her attitude in check. Like she, she'll definitely be an asset to whatever locker room that she goes through, whatever. It was company. her, and I think the other one was uh, Daga. I think. Who it was. Well, yeah, Daga's her husband, so right makes sense. I mean, I mean Daga's a phenomenal talent. So, if, if she signs with AEW, she's easily the best talent they have. Oh, yeah. leaps and bounds! Like, I mean, she she's gonna surpass. Freaking Britt Baker and Cheetah and all them, and she should be placed right at the top. Yeah. Like, there, are there's no wait, wait, wait. Are you saying she's going to be the pinnacle of the women's division? 
she could be the pinnacle of the women's division. <laughs> what he's saying is, uh, she could verse Kenny Omega for the fucking I mean, world title. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I'd, I'd, really, I'd love to see that. It'd be kind of great. Let's see her win the Impact title from Kenny but, Omega. <laughs> but, but, remember, Carl, she has to go 12-0, and 0, and then she's gotta let John Moxley face somebody, face him first. And then, only then, May he, may she might get a shot. Even though she may be number one ranked, she may get a shot. But we'll, we, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Oh, terrible. We'll get into that too when we get to the AEW from this week. Um, <laughs> we've got, so we go from that, which I'm excited. Like, same as last year with Slammiversary, with, you know, all these releases and stuff. I'm psyched to see where these guys show up at. Um, whether it be any company. I mean, Mickey James has a pretty solid chance of NWA, of course, with Nick Aldis being the real world champion, um, which, you know, Nick Aldis is Mickey James's husband for so for those who do not know that. Um, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> and knowing's half Damn the battle. Nick Aldis. The more you I'll know. Him up. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but I can. In all honesty, I can see if Mickey James went to Impact, that could be a great bridge for a working relationship between Impact and NWA as well. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Like these company, all these companies just need to work together. And exchange I mean, talent. you already have you already have Thunder Rosa working with AEW, so yeah, but she's not with Impact though. Well. Has the impact even embodied her? That's the thing. No, that's that's another thing too. Like, I would love to see freaking Thunder Rosa versus Jordan Grace. Oh, awesome. Jordan I'm sure Grace. it's already happened at a bingo hall somewhere, but <clears throat> oh, that'd be cool. But the potential of these guys and showing up in other companies is just is, is very exciting for the summertime. But, uh, let's see. Speaking of exciting, the full list of episodes uh, have been unveiled for Dark Side of the Ring. So they added actually a few more here for the second half of the season. Uh, we've got uh, Johnny K9, um, also known as Bruiser Bedlam. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, that's a great thing with these is like there's some stuff on here that I don't that I'm not familiar with. But, you know, watching these and going through this stuff and how well they produce them, it's, it's still great. And you learn something. And again, the more you know. We've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the steroid trials, of course, which was when uh, Vince was on trial for injecting the wrestlers with steroids. Oh, really? Um, FM... Injecting each other with steroids? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> The more or, you, know, you know, forcing his talent to take steroids, all that fun stuff, or whatever it was, but the illegal use of steroids. So you think Hulk Hogan was on steroids? Too, no, too Hogan never, never on steroids. <laughs> not, the ultimate war, not the Ultimate Warrior, though, right? Uh, warrior, Richard no, Richard no, no Warrior was never on steroids either. Drugs, <laughs> I said no. <laughs> I you say who wasn't? You say who wasn't on steroids? <laughs> <Light sugar. laughs> no. 
<laughs> fucking Jim Duggan. No, I'm like, well, I'm cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Duggan, earthquake, typhoon. <laughs> they're, on, boys. <laughs> they're on cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. So we got those the steroid trials. We got FMW, uh, the plane ride from hell. Which is a huge like WWE thing. Luna Vachon. I'm excited for that one. Um, XPW and a uh, episode on Chris Canyon. What about Chris Canyon? I don't know. It just says Chris Canyon. So, like, I'm kind of, I'm actually interested in watching that one because Canyon was one of the first was was the first like openly gay active competitor and that kind of is what pigeonholed him or blackballed him in the industry and that's what led to him um unfortunately taking his own life was because of that like just the the depression and everything that he sank into was just too much for him like there's a lot of ideas that he came up with that they ended up using for other talent um on if carl i don't know if you remember the, the whole orlando jordan thing in impact where he had the the dude and the chick mm-hmm. that was actually canyon had pitched that to come into impact and work that angle yeah i know he's one of my favorites in wcw i love canyon like when he debuted as mortis like that was like the coolest ring attire the cool like like one of the most badass face masks that i've ever seen like it was just freaking awesome and then when he transitioned from Mortis to Canyon, like it just got better. Mm-hmm. So it's cool because you see Canyon do a move, and then the following week on Raw, you see Edge do it. <laughs> so it's like literally just watching. It's like Edge would go back and watch tapes of Canyon, and and then do the moves that Canyon was doing. Like Canyon definitely definitely earned that moniker of um, the innovator of offense. It was great. Um, so that's the, the remaining season of um, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which debuts actually this coming week. I think it's the 5th or 6th. The 6th. Uh, May 6th on uh, Vice TV. Uh, and that should also be the, the debut of MLW on Vice as well. I think it's the same week also. Uh, I've got the A&E documentaries. I haven't watched any of those. They did Austin the first week. Uh, this past week was Piper. And this week coming up is Macho Man. So I'll definitely be watching the Macho Man one. I need to go back and watch the other two. Yeah, I don't have cable, so I'm probably going to wait till they come up on a streaming service somewhere. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't popped up on Hulu because there's like A&E on Hulu, but they don't have anything good on there. To like bullshit stuff. Yeah, so, right. Speaking of bullshit, um, Andrade, who of course was released from his WWE contract, had no 90 day compete clause, could have made like some of the biggest moves in professional wrestling because everybody was talking about, hey, where's Andrade going to go? Where's Andrade showing up? Didn't hear nothing. Then it gets announced this week that on July 31st, Andrade will be taking on the human piece of garbage, Alberto Del Rio, in a bingo hall somewhere in Texas. 
Yep. Trying that is like a, in a prison. The, I was going to say, that is Del Rio's not in jail by the time this happens. <laughs> like, I don't, of all the choices that you could possibly make, why wrestle Del Rio? Like, nobody asked for that. Like, really? There are some people down in Texas. Maybe. Like, but. Like, to my understanding, I don't think anybody really cares about Del Rio anymore, especially, you know, being, you know, accused of being a rapist and a sexual predator and, you know, domestic abuse and all that other stuff. Like, nobody wants to deal with that. Apparently, Andrade Dr- does. Drug cartels, man, they rob us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's ridiculous. Maybe Charlotte. Charlotte knows something we don't. Maybe. Might be why she had plastic surgery again. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to get butt implants. Something. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. I mean, she's got to spend money on plastic surgery. Me as well, right? I know, right? (laughs) But hey, teach her on. It's probably hard, like, working out because, like, working your ass out would probably mess up the implants. Well, I guess, and I think she needs to spend a little more time on the elliptical. <laughs> but, uh, 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 figure news. There's a big announcement for a new ringside exclusive. Um, another AEW set. This one is the Boy and His Dinosaur Jurassic Express 2-pack. So we're getting... Um, it's up for pre-order now. Ringside collectibles, there's two versions. There's one that's labeled as Jurassic Express, which is Luchasaurus. Obviously, it's Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, but it's uh, Jungle Boy on Luchasaurus's shoulder, like their traditional entrance. And then there's a variant or an error package. Which I think a lot of I think it's an error, but um, they're calling this one a boy and his dinosaur, and that's Luchasaurus on Jungle Boy's shoulders. That's awesome. Uh, the pricing is fifty four ninety nine for the regular version and fifty nine ninety nine for the variant. They probably did it on purpose. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure hey, they did. I mean, it's cool. Hey, that's a mistake. Mm. But I'm not paying that price for it. But I thought, <laughs> that, I thought there them. was a time where Jungle Boy had him on his shoulders, though. What that's what I thought too, but I couldn't find anything. I thought there was like a one entrance where Jungle Boy had come out with Luchasaurus on his shoulders. That's what I thought too. Like I remember seeing it, but I couldn't. I can't find. I couldn't find anything Google search wise on it. You care it went micro stunt? <laughs> dude, if they put a mark, it, micro stunt would be a micro figure, dude. Why would they put that in a box? <laughs> but um, a lot of people were kind of upset because they're predicting it was going to be a three pack with them. But generally, when they do the ringside exclusives, it's a repaint of a figure that's already been released. And they pretty much, there's been an exclusive just about for every line, if you look back at it. Because you got the Jericho exclusive, the little bit of the bubbly. We've got the Cody exclusive, uh, the TNT title one. There's the series. Yeah, so series one was Jericho. Series two was the Blood Brothers with uh, Cody and Dustin. Series three was the TNT title one. And now series four, the fourth ringside exclusive is the, the Luchasaurus Jungle Boy. Two pack, which makes sense because we've already we have Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy coming out, so those figures are already made. 
already have the molds for them. There's no Marco stunt figure. So we're not getting any type of exclusive Marco stunt until they actually make a Marco stunt figure. Which again, won't be that hard. It's in his actual yeah, no. size is a minifigure. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing there. A lot of people aren't looking at the, at the trends for these figures at all. Uh, what else we got? Zombie sailor toys. Adds Barry Horowitz to their lineup. Barry, so Barry Horowitz getting his first ever action figure in the Zombie Sailor Toys wrestling and heels line or faces and heels line. That's pretty awesome. Interesting. I thought of something um, I wanted to bring up in the news and then you didn't write it in the news and then I forgot. Hold <laughs> on, I'll look it up real quick. I'll get back to you. Okay. While Garrett is doing that, the last little tidbit here I've got for uh, figure news is Cello Toys announced the Joey Knight uh, has signed a deal with them, so he's getting a retro style figure. Uh, for those That's, not familiar, uh, New Kids on the Block. No. <laughs> oh. uh, Joey Knight is actually from Canada. Uh, he's actually oh. uh, one of the men responsible for training Beth Phoenix um, also worked in Ohio Valley Wrestling as a trainer and wrestler as well um, you sure he had, uh, new kids on the block well it's, it's a different Joey Knight it's not the, the new kids on the block Joey Knight <laughs> oh. or this is Jordan Knight is it Jordan Knight yeah, or that, Joey no, Knight Jordan, it was Jordan Knight Jordan Knight yeah. um, at one point he was actually married to Beth Phoenix and they divorced in like 2010 Jordan Knight or Joey Knight Joey Knight. Joey Knight. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, Hayabusa's figure has gone up for pre order as well. So he is part of Series One. And Garrett still hasn't found what he's looking for. Oh, no. I found what I was looking for. I just don't know how to okay. say this dude's name. Uh, I've seen this thing about one of the NXT referees. He got, uh, he was like the. Oh, the big, yeah. The big guy. And he got, like, demoted, but he got demoted for a specific reason because he was suspended. It was, um, he was... Because I felt something about, like, it was, like, white supremacy or something. Yeah, it was something more on that, like, spouting, like, QAnon, like, garbage and all this other stuff and, like, got, like, full-on, like, right-wing crap and everything they they had suspended him and then like he apparently like started appearing the last like couple weeks or so yeah well, i mean they suspended him and then he became uh lindez mcmahon's uh fucking uh political what do you call those people um God damn it. i don't know the fucking about. manager campaign manager <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. A little tidbit here on the Earl Hebner um, retro figure. He has interchangeable like, hands. <laughs> looks like Lane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> looks like Mills Lane. <laughs> uh, just quickly, he's got interchangeable hands, so he can count one, two, uh, point. He's got like a point finger as well and he's got a uh, a fist so he's got that's actually pretty cool you can also use him in your celebrity death match uh video. let's get it on 
Uh, awesome. That's kind of exciting that these are retro figures. So. All right. That's the news. Like, I got anything else. You guys got anything else? I had, but I said, is it? All right. Well, let's rock and roll. It's a bell to bell. Talk some Impact Rebellion um, and all the other stuff going on this week. So let's get it. So rebellion this past Sunday, um, I know Carl got Carl got to watch it. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I know Garrett didn't watch it, but I did watch some of the highlights from some of the stuff. Um, we kicked off the show. Josh Alexander um, defeats Ace Austin and TJP to win the X Division Championship. Huge win like for I don't like for Alexander. Wrong. So, huh? I don't like being wrong. You don't like being wrong. <laughs> Ace Austin let me down. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a that, that's actually a pretty good, pretty good match. That looked um, like from the the highlights I saw, it looked like it was probably a big match of the night contender. Yeah, uh, probably. Actually, I think about it, probably was. Well, I mean, <laughs> you look at the talents in that. Well, I mean, yeah, right? it's like the talents <laughs> in that match. X Division usually. 99% yeah, of the really time, X-Division delivers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was always... Like, X-Division was always the reason to watch Impact. I mean... Yep. Uh, Just like I the mean, Cruiserweights were the reason to watch WCW. Like when they had Suicide and... Uh, what was that dude's name? The Red Dude? Amazing Red? Uh, Amazing Red? Yeah. Amazing Red. Uh, didn't he... AJ Styles... Christopher Daniels, Samoa, Samoa Joe, Joe. Sanjay uh, Dutt. The player from the Himalayas. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Impact had an amazing uh, cruiserweight or X Division um, roster back then. But then, I mean, no slouches now with like Chris Bay and Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, TJP. Like, these guys are phenomenal in their own right. And they still have suicide. I don't know who's under the suicide mask, but originally it was TJP when they brought them in. But who knows, man? But uh, so we go from that and we go to eight man tag action with Violent by Design taking on the team of Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack. Um, Eric Young injured, so he gets a replacement. Um, w. Morrissey, the former big cast, makes his debut. And they ended yeah. up picking up the wind. So, yeah, what, I gotta what, say. Was, what was funny about this, right, was like uh, Morrissey came out last and like his name came out across the screen. And I'm like, who in the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 and fucking on commentary, they're like, yeah, Morrissey, is it Morrissey? And I'm like, who in the fuck? And they're like, oh, it's Big Cass. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good. Oh uh, yeah, he looks so, good. I know we said when he, um, he popped up at that uh, 
indie event with with Molina a couple weeks ago. I mean, Cass looks good. I'm I'm glad he's he was able to get himself in check and get things yeah, taken yeah. care of. So he's yeah. he's definitely on the right spot. He had uh, a lot ma- of a lot the of potential match was WWE, shit. So the match yeah, was kind of shit agree. though. I didn't really care for it, but yeah, that's that's I've heard a lot of people say with this match it wasn't it wasn't the greatest on there. Yeah, and they have like a dive that was like the worst dive in like the history of fucking dives where like everybody literally was like, Oh, let's look up and watch this guy jump on all of us. Oh there's, like 20, there's like 20 of us in the match, so like there's no way we would have been hurt by a fucking dive. So it was, it was worse than a Brie Bella dive? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's oh. that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, just so we go from that, we get uh, Brian Myers uh, defeating Matt Cardona. Oh, I called that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty decent match from what us the little highlights I saw on that one. It looked pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, it was so, okay. This um, what they were saying. I was while I'm listening to something. Um, apparently those two have only wrestled each other like a handful of times. I'm sure. Like it is. I mean, it's not. You really like, think about it? They really never wrestled at all in WWE. Yeah. At least that I remember. Yeah, because they're always they. I think they wrestled maybe. Um, Cardona was talking about it a while ago, and they were doing a loop and like an overseas tour. And Matt had wrestled Brian that entire tour, so it was like three or four matches. And he's saying, you know, before that, he's like, we've only had like two, maybe two or three matches prior to that. So up until now, like singles matches against the two of them, that's they probably like five or six total against each other. Because you think they've been tag teams or they've been on separate shows or, you know, separate companies. No, but to actually, but you can tell like when guys have good chemistry, like these guys, you know, they're real life friends. They trust each other. You know, the chemistry is there in the ring with them because of that relationship. And, you know, that's generally when you get your better matches is because of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the, oh shit! I can't. Um, what's his name? Um, got injured though. Uh, Cardona. Yeah, like yeah. pretty um, bad. Like so bad that like they kind of like the ref. Like I don't like really knew what to do. Um, but I mean, it kind of <clears throat> saved at the end. But yeah, he 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 got injured. Yeah, I, I saw he tweaked his knee trying to hit the um. Uh, the radio silence, um, aka the uh, the hell they call it, Rough Rider. Rough Rider. Yep. Uh, yeah. But um, I guess the injury wasn't that bad because you, him and Myers wrestled again on Impact Thursday night. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, they just did like they did after that. They did a, like a couple like clotheslines, and then. It was, uh, yeah, Myers is Myers is finisher the uh the clothesline the roster cut is what he calls it love that name uh so we go from that to Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship Jordan Grace with her partner Rachel Ellering making her debut um defeating Fire and Flava Flava and Fire Fire and Flava Kira Hogan Natasha Steels picking up the win so 
That is, yeah. I heard this was probably the one of the bigger duds of the night. Yeah, it was a dud. Um, I mean, I like Jordan Grace, but uh, what's her face? I think she's like a second generation. I forgot who Rachel that's her dad was. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, Paul Ellering's daughter. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, she's she's not all that. Yeah, you think for someone being the daughter of Paul Ellering and you know being with Cassius Ono or Chris Hero, she'd be a little bit better. But yeah. you know I mean, the, I liked her. I thought she was good the, in NXT. You know what the issue is? She's not a part of the pinnacle. She's part of the pinnacle. She'd be fine. She's not part of the pinnacle. <laughs> I mean, pineapple. And, sorry. I mean, I like Flavor and Fire too, though. So I was kind of like disappointed to see them lose the title. I. I love Kira Hogan. I'm not like that big of a Tasha Seals fan, but I love Kira Hogan. Like I think she's awesome. But seeing them, but you know, they won the titles. They've been defending them right along. Like they were gonna lose it eventually, and it was gonna be like I'm just I'm disappointed it wasn't to Jordan Grace and Jazz. Like I would have loved to see Jordan Grace and Jazz with a run as tag team champions. But Alas, it did not happen. Uh, so we go from that to last man standing, Trey Miguel defeating Sammy Callahan. Uh, it's a last man standing match. I mean, that's Callahan hardcore matches. So. This is pretty. This is pretty bad. I did, I mean, some people might have liked it, but like, um, I mean, well, they did use real tables because they could barely break them. Uh, and then and didn't at some point. Uh, and then it, it's like the finish. It was like one of those matches where the like they had like better spots than the finish. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. So a fucking RKO like on top of a table that barely broke didn't really break it was like the finish. You know, it was yeah. I wasn't that impressed by it. Yeah, it was one of those one of those matches. It's like that's the thing with like a lot of these matches, like they like the last man standing and like the stipulation matches. It's it's either hit or miss. Like sometimes you have a miss. There's usually not like anything in between with these, but um so go from that. The next up is the knockouts championship. Deanna Perrazzo uh defeats Tennille Dashwood, uh retaining the impact knockout championship. Um, we saw Tennille get beat down after the match, and we saw the return of Taylor Wilde to the knockouts division. I remember Taylor, Taylor Wilde, like years ago, was one of the uh, uh, bigger names there for, for Impact in their knockouts division with her feud with like Awesome Kong, uh, which was the big one. Actually, I think that was her biggest feud was with Awesome Kong. Then her and... Um, uh, Sarita knockout tag team champion. She's one of the first knockout tag champs. Well, well, actually, the first knockout tag team champion was uh, Taylor Wilde, and I think it was Sarita. Um, well, happy to see her back doing her thing. Uh, there's something what the, I was gonna say something. I forgot that. Um, Finjuice beat. Um, I did. I skipped over that. Finjuice uh, defeats retains against the Good Brothers. Yeah, which well, is a surprise. 
I thought they would drop it back to him because uh, I knew Kenny Omega was probably going to win. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why they didn't because, like, I figured – I'm like, well, there's no way they'll lose both titles on the same night to different promotions. Yeah. Uh, but I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, what the? I forgot. I was gonna say something about Taylor Wilde, but I forgot what it was. But oh yeah, no, she retired. Taylor Wilde retired to become a nun. Yeah. That's why she left professional wrestling to become a nun. Obviously, that panned out very well. Uh, <laughs> then we had the main events. I've got some issues with this, not the match itself, um, but the build up for the match. Like we've. We talk about this, talked about this every single week leading up to this when it was first announced. There's so many missed opportunities to build this match between AEW and Impact. <clears throat> you have a huge title for title match with huge implications, ramifications for your company. Like for both companies, like storyline wise, you have the potential of Rich Swan winning the AEW world title. You have the potential of Kenny Omega winning the Impact world title, which, uh, you know, obviously what happened is Kenny Omega defeated Rich Swan and is the Impact world champion. There was no build for this pay per view match at all on AEW. Yeah. So it's it just seems so like there AEW, really wasn't any build for it. Period. <laughs> the the only build was on impact. And yeah, it wasn't even it, much though. It, no, it wasn't for, much, no. For, but it was more. They built for it on, they built for it on impact. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like a big like storyline. Uh, no, and it should have like, been. You're going to burst each other, but um, yeah, I still can't figure out what the benefit of impact like is getting from this. Uh, there I, are rumor, there are rumors floating around that some people are saying that uh, that they're trying to convince Tony Khan to buy Impact, and uh, they wanted to put the title on Omega just to see like how much ratings they could get in to like kind of convince them to buy it or like a test run type thing. Um, but I don't know. It, like this whole thing, there should have been more to this. Like this should have been straight up brand warfare. Like you should have had impact invading AEW. Like Rich Swan should have been going after Omega every chance that he got, because Omega was going after Swan every chance that he got. Yeah, but I think <clears throat> Rich Swan, like Rich Swan, was kind of like a, like had a different build to it. But I mean, you could still could have promoted it. Like you didn't have to have him attack. Yeah. Or I mean, even then, like he could have came, like there could have been, you know, spots where Swan, you know, cost Omega a match or something. Yeah, or come out like, at least came on on AEW and like shot a promo or yeah, or hell, like a video package of the match. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they could have showed a fucking yeah. video package of the match. Yeah. AEW could have promoted this pay per view on their show yeah. this past, you know, last Wednesday night, but they didn't. Yeah. Like this is a huge but yet, thing, but yet they're like always on Impact promoting their show. Yeah, so Impact ain't gaining shit from this at all. So even even the potential, you know, we talked about the potential of you know other 
roster members from Impact showing up on AEW. We haven't seen any of that. It's, it's a damn shame that, you know, with this agreement between them, you know, this working relationship, that we haven't got any of the women from Impact mixing it up with any of the women on AEW's roster. Well, I said Sammy Guevara was supposed to go to Impact, but yeah, he, he wanted to win the X Division title, but they shot that down. Yeah. Oh, but like even then, like, and the only other time that we had anything was when Private Party wrestled, um, for the tag titles against the Good Brothers. Yeah. And you know, then wrestling James Storm and Chris Saban before that. Like this is the only other time that we've had any other wrestlers on Impact from AEW. Well, other than that, there was nobody on Impact or on AEW from Impact yeah. aside from the Good yeah. Brothers. The I mean the match the match itself was okay. Um, I mean they pretty much like try to hit every fucking move they knew. Uh, well, there I mean, was you, two, there were like two twenty V triggers. There was two botches though. They they kept going on the rope, uh, the top rope, uh, to do something, and I, they kept like fucking it up and doing like some stupid shit. But uh, I don't know what they were trying to do. Um, but if anybody has like any suggestions of what they were trying to do, um, <laughs> you know, shoot us an email or something. Yeah. Oh man, so that that's my rant on that. That's overall from what I saw, Rebellion didn't look like it was too bad. I know Carl, you watched the whole thing. So. Yeah, I mean it was it wasn't too bad. Like I said, there was some hit and misses. Um, yeah. Like any particular wrestling pay per view, how, how much did they charge for it? I watched it for free. Uh, forty bucks. Forty bucks. I, mean, I don't know if I would pay forty bucks for it. Uh, I mean, I paid twenty for it. I'm paying forty. Yeah, I maybe twenty. Yeah, maybe twenty. I mean, it's um, not like it's Slammiversary where I'd pay, where I would pay the forty just, just to see who's going to show up. But I mean, yeah. Um. All right. So, actually, let's just go right into since we're talking Impact anyway. Let's go to, um, Thursday night Impact here from last night because recording on Friday. Uh, they did announce a six-man scramble match for their Under Siege event on May 15th, which will be on Impact Plus. Uh, so they set up a series of qualifying matches, uh, which saw Chris Bay uh, defeat Jake something to advance. Matt Cardona defeated Brian Myers. And then we had the main event, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards, which was a no contest. Uh, basically, Scott Demore told Don Callis that Kenny Omega had till the end of the night to show up on on impact, if he did not, he'll be stripped of the title, and this the six man match will become a title match. Um, so we had a no contest because the elite interfered in the match. Omega and the Good Brothers beat down Callahan and Edwards. Um, next week we have Moose take it, taking on James Storm, uh, Chris Saban versus Rhino, and Rohit Raju taking on Trey Miguel. So the winners of those matches will go into the the six man scramble on May fifteenth. Uh, Morrissey made his Thursday night debut, uh, squashing some jobber guy, uh, kind of gave like a, a Scott Hall type promo at the beginning, uh, talking about how, you know, you may recognize my face, but you know, you don't really know who I am, all this other stuff. So, uh, Taylor Wilde took on Kimberly, um, uh, ended up picking the win, picking up the win over Kimberly. 
which saw uh, Kimberly and Susan try to beat down Taylor, but Tennille came out and made the save. Uh, Josh Alexander retained against Ace Austin in the, I think that was the opening matchup. No, that was an opening matchup. Opening was Chris Bay and Jake something. Um, then we had Advertise El Fantasmo from New Japan Pro Wrestling representing the Bullet Club will be in action next week. So that's the, uh, the highlights from Impact there. Uh, James Storm. Um, you could you could use James Storm versus Omega. Like if he's not going to drop the title, I said he's in. I I could see James Storm. I would actually. I'd kind of enjoy that match. Yeah, because Moose. You know what I'm saying? Like Moose, if he, if he's going to be your your franchise guy, like I wouldn't have him lose to Omega. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't think Moose. I don't think Omega is losing that title anytime soon. Like even if he holds it till Slammiversary. Like it could be one of those things where you know he has a mystery opponent, like because they because I'm sure there's gonna be other events in between, um, under siege and slam anniversary because slam anniversary is not till July and they seem to run like an event on Impact Plus every month, um, so I can see Omega defending that title against you know James Storm at one of those events in between there, and then you know holding on holding that on until slam anniversary and then. Mystery opponent, surprise, surprise, Samoa Joe shows up. Then we get Joe versus yeah. Omega, and Joe takes the title from Omega. Yeah, yeah. I would notice, I'd rather see Moose get the push. Like, I'd rather see, Four. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd like to see Moose take it off of Omega when it comes back off of Omega. Yeah. Or, or that happens, and Moose takes the title from Omega, then Samoa Joe uh, shows up and gets in Moose's face. Yeah. I, I'd like to see that, too. Um, either way. All right. So that's impact. Let's get into some WWE um, SmackDown. I just, just want to cut a little thing real quick. So I just, I, I'm trying to find my theme of the week. That's why I'm not talking so much. And I just <laughs> looked up a video and it was top 50 WWE uh, women theme songs. Number two is Nikki Bella's theme. I just want that to be thrown out there. So whoever made this, you're a fucking idiot. Go on. Don't they have their YouTube name on there? Uh, which one was it? Hold on. Uh, this one? Oh, yeah, this one. Uh, whatever <laughs> your name is, is Aria, whatever your name is, you're some girl. I don't know. He, uh, it's terrible. Go ahead. You're good. Your opinion Sorry. sucks. Your opinion sucks. <laughs> uh, the only thing real noteworthy from SmackDown that I saw was the, the promo from Aleister Black. Um, yeah, the, it was pretty cool. It's like he was reading from a book type of thing, and it's supposed to be like like Sins of the Father or something like that, but it was like a really cool promo. Um, so I'm just glad to see we're getting Aleister Black on TV. Yeah. Um, again, because he really hasn't been seen since they drafted him to SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember <laughs> him doing anything since fucking Money in the Bank. Yeah, he might not have. Like well, I no, no. He, I think he did have. A, I think he did have a, another match. I mean, what was the purview after Money in the Bank? He had the whole thing with Kevin Owens for a little bit. Yeah, then, like, what I'm saying. After yeah. Kevin Owens yeah. went to different show, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, because yeah, that kind of abruptly ended when they were drafted. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was pretty much the only thing noteworthy from SmackDown. Uh, Raw. Honestly, I wasn't sure if I was watching Monday Night Raw or AEW with all the tag team matches. 
dude. So hey, bad. you said you wanted fucking tag teams, motherfucker. Like dude, tag so teams. bad. <laughs> now you get the fucking <clears throat> retribution two point oh. Let me tell you all I needed to see that I knew I wasn't gonna like Raw. When there's a team name called RK Bro, I was like, I'm done. You didn't like RK Bro? <laughs> I I actually, like that was probably real. that was probably one of the more real. entertaining aspects of Raw was the the Riddle and Orton exchange. So, <laughs> and apparently Orton has been asking to work with Riddle for a while now. So this, this is all Orton wanting to work with work with Riddle. You didn't like the LOD? LOD? Leaking those oh, dumbass. <laughs> I posted I posted on Twitter <laughs> on her Twitter. Uh, Mace and T Bar. Like Mace looks like one of those sad clowns from like those old pictures. And, and like T Bar looks like the homeless clown. Like in that image that I posted. Like it, it's really that bad. So now this this is my thing. Like we kind of talked a little bit earlier and I said I had like a whole thing with this. So they they could do that, but here's the thing. This could be a perfect gateway for them to say, this is what we're going to do and transition them back to, you know, Dijakovic and um, Dio Madden. Like basically have them cut a promo. Like, look, you know, this is who we are. Like you may not know me. My name is Dominic Dijakovic. My name is Dio Madden. We were told that we had to be somebody else while we were in retribution. We were told that we couldn't use our names. We had to hide our identities because of the brainwashing that we received from Mustafa Ali. Like this whole thing, like writes itself, and they're just you know, obvi- you know, I it's mean, an obvious thing. But no, I like, mean, I mean, like I don't know, Mason T. Bar is cooler names than their real names, like. Unless they're gonna come out with something cooler, like I just, I just don't like the like because it's still like the retribution thing, and you know, like it's just it's dumb. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mace, yeah, Mace is a little cooler, but but T bar T bar stupid. Powers <laughs> of piss or something. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's my thing. Like there, there's so much stuff that they can do with it. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Demolition. <laughs> we should give him uh, our old tag team I'll... name and call him Ardvark and Prairie Dog. Since going to use it, what I don't get is like why, why fucking like rip off their mask if you're just gonna make them wear face paint? I know, right? Like, <laughs> make the them look like sad cool. and homeless clowns. <laughs> the mask, the mask they were wearing were cooler, you know. Yeah, it looks like they were raised by the darkness, born into it. <laughs> Everyone else just adopted the darkness. Maybe, uh, maybe the insane crime posse is gonna make. Them back. <laughs> what was that faction called? Uh, the oddities. The oddities. <laughs> Bring back the oddities. <laughs> hey, that's a, there uh, you go, Garrett. That's the team of the week. Everybody come and do see. <laughs> With the Cartman, remember that dude? The uh, Cartman, the, uh, Golga, yeah. Golga, um, Earthquake. There's actually Earthquake. earthquake on that mask. Yeah, exactly. Earthquake. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so we get that. And then we get uh, Braun Strowman added to the WWE title match at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, uh, I will say, though, they did not play any of the stupid train noises this week. So how do you feel about that? Like, does that make the train noises or Strowman added to the match? <laughs> I know what you feel about the train noise, but yeah. Ross <laughs> Strowman, he beat Shane McMahon at fucking WrestleMania. Now he's a fucking and number one could like tend like it makes no sense because he has a feud with the number one contender. So he, that gives you a spot in the match. More than likely he's in there to take the pinfall from Lashley. Like they could have had uh, like Bobby Lashley fuck his wife or something, you know. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what it is. So, so Drew doesn't lose cleanly again to Lashley. Lashley's going to end up pinning or having Strowman submit. Probably. Uh, Probably. Or you know maybe they're they're doing it to where uh, McIntyre. Um, and be, then, uh, and then, Strowman, yeah, be a pin Strowman. So that way, Bobby Lashley and McIntyre can fight at WrestleMania SummerSlam or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> WrestleMania Money in the Bank. Oh, WrestleMania Money in the Bank. <laughs> oh man, great. Uh, <laughs> so you go from that foolishness that uh, you get Sonya Deville reinstated. Charlotte, um, Charlotte ended up having. I can't remember who the hell Charlotte. Who Charlotte wrestled? Mandy. Is Mandy? Yeah, a whole bunch of bullshit stuff. So. There's, there's way too many yeah. tag team matches for me to even want to look at it. Yeah, I and plus like the second Dude, you one said you wanted so tag bad. You said you wanted fucking tag teams. The fucking wrestle on Raw. Love, they finally have fucking all tag matches, and then your ass wants to complain about it. <laughs> so what is it? Fucking no tag teams or every because, tag team? Because. Fucking uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander can't win matches anymore because apparently they suck now. Three weeks in a row. Two of those weeks against the Viking Raiders. Yep. <laughs> and they suck now, apparently. Man, what was that but, second uh, tag team match? I remember watching it, turning it off. It was so bad. Oh, man. Who there was, was the women's like six-woman six tag match. Well, I mean, I didn't get that far. Yeah, there's that one. There was um, there's a tag match with Strowman and um oh, McIntyre. That was the first one. That yeah. was garbage. Yeah, so there's that one, and then it was RK Bro against uh, Cedric and Shelton. And I'm sure there was another one in there too. There was another one. Uh it was it was New Day. Oh, yeah, New Day That's and funny. uh. Elias so and terrible. Riker. That was so terrible. Yeah, yeah terrible. Uh, so let's get into some good wrestling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> NXT this week, man. Uh, main event, MSK and Kushida taking on Legado Del Fantasma. Uh, LDF actually picked up the win in that match. I was kind of surprised at that one. They look like odds uh, at the end of that match. <laughs> yeah, that was, whew, that was a great match. Great main event um, at NXT. Uh, we had some more of the uh, the Loomis and uh, Indy Hartwell drama going on. Um, was pretty funny. Yeah, apparently it, Ember and Shotzi got flowers that were from Dexter Loomis, but I'm pretty sure uh, they're uh, more from the way to kind of. Uh, what? 
Uh, I sneezed. <laughs> uh, Bronson Reed, number one contender to the North American title as he beat, uh, what's his face, Austin Theory. And the best part of NXT, Cameron Grimes. Cameron to the moon Grimes. Uh, <laughs> looking at watches. And uh, you know, finally picks one out, and it was told, you know, it's a great watch, but it's a, uh, it's not a million dollar watch. <laughs> then we get the yeah. trademark, the trademark laugh right in Grimes' face, like million dollar man Ted DiBiase, Cameron Grimes, like this, this is some money, great TV. Money, <laughs> money, money, money. Damn you, Ted DiBiase. This is the perfect way to use a legend he's not a manager like AEW overdoing it with the legends managers and coaches come out there and beat everybody up with a baseball bat he's not wrestling which I don't think DiBiase can wrestle anymore anyway Um, but this this is the perfect way to do it you're getting you're using him to put over Cameron Grimes While having like this little bit of a rival rivalry going between them by using these vignettes, I mean, it's perfect, and it, it's going to do wonders for for Grimes going forward. Mm-hmm. Just this whole thing, it's awesome. It's great, great use. I don't know whose idea this was, but great idea, fantastic. It was, it was mine. I'm glad you like Good job, Carl. <laughs> great idea. <laughs> But that that's literally like been one of the best things about NXT the last couple of weeks with um Grimes last week trying to buy the uh freaking like what the fuck they call them like LMTs or something like that. Yeah. And he got outbid by by DiBiase. And this week actually having them on there. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh let's see. So let's uh NWA Tuesday night. Uh we had the television title match, uh, Pope retained against Tyrus in a draw. Like, did, did these count as like title defenses for Pope's like seven defenses to get a world title shot? Because uh, he's so. still because technically in a draw he retains. Yeah. No. So, I would think so. Because this would be like his fourth title defense since he's won it. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's only one week he didn't defend it on um, on power. But so far, he's defended it since he's won it at, at least four times. Anyway, but it was um, it was pretty much you expect. Like I'm not, I haven't been impressed with Tyrus in this run. Like he just he looks bad. Like he's not like in shape at all. Like his last run impact was way better than this. Anyway. It's kind of kind of disappointing, and I'm really annoyed by Austin Idol on commentary. <laughs> it's very annoying. Uh, we had the, the summit thing between Thunder Rosa and Camille. Um, each one got to pick someone to represent them and plead their case. I don't understand this part at all, but uh, why they did that. But Thunder Rosa went with Melina, and Camille picked um, Taryn Terrell, the former... Uh, Tiffany from WWE, uh, basically, plea, like going back and forth, arguing over who was better, some bullshit thing. Um, eventually, we're going to get Camille versus Thunder Rosa, and I believe they're 
Camille's putting her number one contendership on the line for uh, the NWA women's title. Uh, then we had six man tag act tag team action. This was set up earlier in the night. Uh, basically, it was a uh, big Aldis and Trevor Murdoch going back and forth. Uh, all this laid it out. If Murdoch wins, he gets a uh, title shot at the North American Championship. And if he loses, he is gone for 30 days. So we had uh, Team Murdoch was Tim Storm, Trevor Murdoch, and Aaron Stevens taking on the team of Kratos, Aaron Stevens' tag team partner, and Adonis and Latimer. And, of course, uh, Team Aldous ends up winning, and Murdoch is gone for 30 days. All because Saul Bernalo... Saul Ronaldo gets on the freaking apron and distracts Tim Storm. Like he's all, you know, Tim Storm's wrestling. He gets on the apron, distracts him, and um, Adonis hits him with the full Nelson slam and picks up the win. So, yeah. Fucking Ronaldo. Saul Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I don't care. Who the fuck cares? That's pretty much. Uh, so there's that impact. Let's round out the week here since we already talked, or not impact, AEW. We already talked impact. Um, is it just me or the young bucks becoming more annoying? Yeah, uh, nope. I used to I like the young bucks too, but I, I, I yeah. and why does everybody in the elite look like they're cosplaying 90 Shawn Michaels? Because they're all trying to be <laughs> Shawn Michaels. So, um, like that entire tag match that opened up dynamite, like the Bucks were playing to the, the camera and the crowd, like after every single move that they did. They're like, uh, they're like the young Bucks are like if the Hardy Boys got molested by Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why do you have to, to taunt and strut and do all this other stuff? Like, after every single move that you do, like it just destroys the pacing of the match to me. It's like the the matches are so damn choreographed. It's it's kind of it's re- it's really hard to watch a Young Bucks match anymore. Like yeah. I feel and like get, the Bucks it's getting to the point now where it's like they're basically just running the spot. I mean, they're athletic as hell, but they're just running the spots. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that um that Twitter account, um AEW botches. Like I sent you guys a link to that one video, which was uh, Pentagon and Trent. And it was literally the same match, just, you know, they flipped sides. Like the same spots, move for move, miss for miss, taunt for taunt. Everything was exactly the same. And that's, I think that's the issue with AEW is they're they're over choreographing everything and not just having a natural progression of the match or like storytelling at all either. Well, I think the, the thing, the problem is I think they're just trying to be more athletic. Like, oh, yeah. if we're more athletic than what you see on WWE, you'll like it better. But it's like, no, like, take a note from NXT. Like, storytelling has a lot to do with a good match. And you can have a good match without hitting a thousand super kicks. And... Yeah. Which which we had that in the main event, which was um number 10 from the Dark Order uh, challenging Darby Allen for the, the TNT title. Which which was a good match. 
Like there, there weren't a lot of high spots in there. Of course, you know, there's going to be a few because Darby Allen, but like, it was a really good match between the two of them. Um, you had a lot of like small things in there. Like Darby kept going after 10's mask and trying to rip the mask off, which, you know, just kind of distracting 10 from what was going on in the matchup. And a lot of that is what allowed Darby Allen to pick up the win. Just, just simple things like that. Um, but yeah, Darby Allen retained over 10 and ended up getting beat down by Ethan Page. And uh, Scorpio Sky. Then Lance Archer came back out and 10 came out to help clear the ring. So, again, like every other week, um, AEW ends with a brawl. Every single week. 30 matches. Pretty much. Uh, Next week, week we get blood and guts. How do I know? I just do. Uh, next week we're getting blood and guts inner circle versus the pinnacle inside the uh two ring pretty much war games this, this is pretty much what it is it's called spade to spade it's war games oh. sammy Guevara is gonna start yep so i'm kind of excited to see that see what, what different take they have on it compared to the traditional war games match um uh, yeah but then on top of that uh cody returned yeah. Uh, beat Whatever. down QT Marshall. So I don't really I'm sure QT is finally going to get his his chance to be buried by the Rhodes brothers. So. Yep. They're wrestling. He's wrestling this week. Yep. They, they literally announced that after Cody beat down QT. Yep. <laughs> Just signed. I'm surprised they didn't do it before he beat down QT. I know. <laughs> as bad as they are doing stuff like that. Yep. All right. So that's that's bell to bell. So that's your uh, recap for wrestling for the week. Uh, let's bring it on home here with the Vintage Throwdown. Uh, vintage Throwdown is brought to you by StackOfCards.com. That's StackOfCardsWithAZ.com. Best place to get your trading card fix, whether it's new packs or vintage. New inventory added to the site every Friday. You always have a different variety of packs to check out, ranging from football, baseball, wrestling, Ninja Turtles, Spawn, Smallville, all of this stuff up there. Star Trek. Um, be sure to use the code. What's that? Everything has Smallville cards. has trading cards. Smallville has trading cards. Yep. So, uh, make sure you use the code Vintage at checkout and save yourself an additional ten percent off your entire order. That's stack of cards. With a Z, stackofcards.com. So check them out today, man. Hey, I got some Ninja Turtles packs off them a while ago. Um, I have some other stuff up there that's kind of kicking around, but we'll see. Some good stuff on there. Smallville card. I, <laughs> I bought weirder stuff. <laughs> I have to get my uh, Andy Griffith cards. Uh, I really want, hoping to get an Opie. Uh, six-year-old edition. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it beats standing in line at Target at eight o'clock in the morning to buy one pack of cards. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man! All right, so vintage throwdown. So the next ten weeks, like we said last week, we are looking at 
the entire series of Wrestling Society X. Uh, just a quick little background here. This premiered January 30th, 2007 on MTV. Um, originally aired on Tuesdays at 10.30. Uh, competed with the second half of ECW on Sci-Fi. Uh, and this is the first time that a TV network had produced its own wrestling show. Um, There's literally like the network said we want to do wrestling. And that's basically what happened. Generally, you have a promotion that goes to the network trying to get their show on TV, but MTV wanted with the success of you know WWE and you know all that other stuff going on, MTV wanted to get in on a little bit of it as well. So hence Wrestling Society X, uh, which a lot of fans actually view this as a precursor to uh, Lucha Underground, kind of the same type of feel, um, like the, yeah. like a smaller arena. Um, the music aspect of it, where honestly, I think the music aspect on Lucha Underground was a lot better than Wrestling Society X, but um, well, it was pretty good though. Uh, 30 minute episodes. Uh, episode one saw uh, Jack Evans take on Matt Seidel, um, who had Lizzie Valentine in her quarter. Very young Matt Seidel, the younger Jack Evans in this. Uh, of course, this is 2007, so. Um, Jack Evans picked up the win over Seidel, which had a pretty good match. It lasted about three minutes. Um, from what I've read, while I was you know, doing some little research on this, the, the matches are actually longer, but they're heavily edited to just mainly the bigger spots just for the sake of being able to fit 30 minutes in there. So. Uh, sounds gay. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> um, apparently, the full matches are on the DVD for the series. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, I think they said they they had the full match on the DVD and not just what was edited for for TV. Oh damn! Go um, get those DVDs. I know. Yeah, I need to go, maybe we should just go find it. <laughs> uh, so, what did you guys think, Jack Evans and Matt Seidel? Pretty good. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, main event was a WSX Rumble, so the Wrestling Society oh, yeah. X Rumble. Uh, this was a ladder match to determine the two contenders for the for following. The yeah, uh, for the Wrestling Society X Championship, uh, which would be determined on the following episodes, episode two. Uh, you had the content. The participants in this match was Six Pac. Um, of course, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, uh, Vampiro, Elkacharaz, Chris Hamrick, uh, Just Incredible, Chaos, New Jack, Puma, Teddy Hart, and Youth Suicide. Um, this match is actually won by Six-Pac and Vampiro as they both grab the contracts. So episode two, Six-Pac and Vampiro will go at it for the, the Wrestling Society X World Championship. So, you gotta love it, though. Instead of like the winner of the ladder match wins the title, they're like, yeah. nope, we're gonna put two fucking contracts up, and then the winner of that match will go on to a less extreme match, uh, one on one. Well, I mean, to be fair, there was like three deaths in that match. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, three people died, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, the ref got killed by New Jack for sure. I mean, you don't take a 
the guitar to the face that hard, I expect not to die. <laughs> it was. You know, it, there's some good explosions in that match. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think AEW should go back and watch this and learn how to do an exploding ring <laughs> or just explosions in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ring didn't explode, but. Damn. Yeah, the, everything else did. You had exploding coffins. There was like a glass table rigged up with fire with explosives on it as well. So, I mean, Justin Incredible literally pushed the dude off the ladder who went through the table on the outside of the ring, and then it exploded. And and didn't Vampiro choke slam someone into the coffin? Uh, it was something uh... like that. Or was yeah. it Vampiro? It was something. Somebody got slammed into a coffin outside the ring and it exploded. Might have been Vampiro that got put into the coffin. I don't remember. But, but yeah. So it was definitely interesting. Um, I remember watching this when it was on. Like I DVR'd it. Um, and I'd watch it after I watched UCW. Um, I I enjoyed it. Like it was. Yeah. I, I, I watched it. It was definitely an alternative. I- I think I watched a replay of it, though. I think it had, like, a replay. Yeah, they did reruns of it quite a bit. And then they did... They ended the entire series. They showed basically, like, the first two or three episodes. Skipped the fourth one because they said the fire uh, fireball spot was too graphic for TV. Considering, you know, they threw people into exploding coffins. So, apparently, the fireball was too graphic. But they skipped that episode, but then they aired the remaining, I think it was like five through nine, all in one shot to just uh, fulfill the, the the air date, the air contract or whatever for it. And then never aired episode 10. But we're going to watch all of them because I got a playlist of all 10. So. Uh, yeah, so that was actually was fun. Fun to go back and watch all that stuff and like I said, you could definitely tell like there was some influence on Lucha Underground uh, by the way that the the arena was set up and like how the entrances were made by the talent, like coming down the stairs or coming from different parts of the building. Uh, this is essentially Wrestling Society X was the same way. You had guys come down from like a ladder. Uh, they'd come out from like a like a warehouse or back room type thing. So, but it was it was pretty cool. Garrett, what did you think overall? Because I'm sure this is the first time you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely would say I get that, like Lucha Underground. I mean, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm excited to watch. He's like, who's Vampiro? <laughs> oh, I mean, well, Vampiro. <laughs> the only reason I really know Vampiro, well, I mean, I know a little bit of him from, like, watching other old stuff, but. He was on uh, Lucha Underground too. Vampiro um, popped up recently too at a signing in Albany, New York, for um, Heroes Hideout. Dude looks in really good shape now. Like he's good. lost some weight. Like because you know he was a little heavier when he was doing um, Lucha Underground. Like yeah. he's gotten some better shape and he, he looks good. Like he looks like I he can get back the in the ring and actually go. So, yeah, he, he probably is off the drugs. Who knows? But, but I'm glad glad to see him get back in you know better shape and actually, you know, get himself together. So, 
Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Vampiro. So. Um, yeah, so Wrestling Society X. We'll, we'll go over episode two next week, uh, which had a lot of... <laughs> oh, man. What was it next week? There's a uh, tag match. Got the... We got here. We've got uh, the Human Tornado taking on uh, Luke Hawks. That 70s team, Disco Machine and Joey Ryan, uh, taking on Team Dragon Gate, uh, which is Horaguchi and Yoshino. And then the Course of Wrestling Society X title match, uh, Vampiro and Six Pac. Oh. So that is all on episode two, which we'll watch that and we'll talk about that next week. I'm looking forward to rewatching this again. I actually started watching it and, dude. Garrett, if you haven't watched this yet, you're going to love Human Tornado. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Human Tornado is awesome. Unfortunately, he's retired now, but he he uh, was definitely fun to watch. <laughs> not, to, not to get confused with the Texas Tornado. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you also be excited to get into... Nope, that's not on. We get further in, we'll see like some other guys pop up, like uh, uh, Tyler Black, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, Scorpio Sky is in an episode of this as well. I oh, don't. No, that's an extra. What the hell, man? No, no. Yep. Yeah. Well, Scorpio Sky was involved in Wrestling Society X as well. So there's there's a lot of names that you're familiar with now that you weren't really people weren't really familiar with back then so um lots of fun stuff i'm excited to watch some of this so all right uh wrestlegeddon wrestling federation will return next week um as we kick off the full month of may so we will do that we'll start off with you know week one i, I, was, I just want to say thank, thank god i was panicking i was like oh shit i didn't do my bookings this week. <laughs> Nope, you got to get a whole other week. So, so we're excited for that. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, theme of the week this week, Garrett, it is your pick. What you got for us? Uh, been kind of had a lot of different. Uh, Samuel Shaw. Samuel Shaw's TNA theme, which I think was, uh, if I remember correctly, is just as creepy as his NXT theme. I think it's creepier. Awesome. You want to hear some ominous music? Kids getting ready to play here. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so we'll leave the theme of the week. Samuel Shaw from Impact. Um, That's going to wrap up episode 90 episode 90 guys we got 10 weeks we hit episode 100 that's that's a big thing here and then four more weeks after that it's the two-year anniversary of the wrestling getting podcast look at that i know right so (laughs) pretty exciting stuff going on there uh but as always make sure you follow us on twitter wrestle getting pod with 1d uh instagram wrestle getting pod with 2d's for the underscore collection as well, youtube.com slash for the collection. 
Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddonPod with one D as well. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGeddonPodcast. And RedBubble.com slash People slash WrestleGeddonPodcast as well. To support the show. Um, and one last shout out before we leave the Fig Cave, the Call Up, the Running Podcast. Make sure you check all those out. Subscribe to their their feeds, their YouTube channels, all that fun stuff. Join the Fig Cave group on Facebook, the best free figure group on Facebook. Definitely check it out. Hit up the figcave.com. It'll take you right to the group. Hit that join button and get in on one of the best damn Facebook groups for action figures that is out there. Lots of cool guys and gals in that group. So definitely check it out. Uh, like I said, that is episode 90. You're listening to the WrestleGannon podcast. On behalf of myself, Christy Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you guys for checking this out once again for another week. And we'll chat with you guys next week. Later, Marts. And sometimes you just got to surprise her by sticking your thumb up her head. Ha, ha, ha.